shit. I could use it. I I, I uh, attached a ca- bam. We're live. I attached a camera to the uh, camera link, and I put a fifty millimeter one point eight on it. <laughs> Perfect. Looks great. Good morning. I'll try. I'll try some uh, different lenses. But I started thinking. I have. All, I have so much camera gear. You've been in this room, Susa. It's insane. Yeah, it is. It's like a, it's like a radio shack without a business and you just took everything. <laughs> it is like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. And it used to be even crazier. I keep, I, every, I try to get rid of so much shit. I have so much shit in here <laughs> like and so much nice stuff. So many nice lenses and cameras. And I just got to, uh, holy shit. That's close. Now. now you know what I look like. <laughs> Wait, Bruce, Bruce Wayne changed his icon. I don't. I like that one because it feels like he's in Hawaii or something. That's a vacation icon he's got. Yeah, it's Florida, Florida. Oh yeah, Florida. That's right. It's always a vacation down there. What does it mean to be free? Your uh, your country, your country, and your government officials and your friends and family and all that stuff. None of that stuff is ever going to give you uh, any freedom. There's only one kind of freedom and there's only one kind of true happiness. And that is when you are selfless. And that is always, always 100% of the time, always available for you. True freedom and true happiness are always available for you. Always 24 hours a day. It's available for people in the slums. It's available for people in the jails. It's available for people who are rich in their ivory towers. It's available for the people who were uh, on the uh, in the gas chamber and in the electric chair. It is always available for you. It is the only place, if you guys want to start the morning with the truth, where happiness exists. Happiness does not exist anywhere else. Nowhere else except where selflessness lies. Selflessness is a practice uh, of, of, of taking your awareness and becoming having it become of awareness itself. If you are a lot of people uh, spend their entire life keeping their awareness focused on the noise um, and the voices and the pictures in their mind, and therefore they never experience uh, freedom or happiness. Uh, true happiness and they also never experience awareness of awareness and so it's something that has to be cultivated and for those of you for people who've never experienced freedom or awareness of awareness uh, i'll break it down a little more granular for you uh you can make you can shift your awareness from your thoughts to your body and in that when you shift your awareness from your thoughts to your body or from your thoughts to your breathing you in that shift, um, you will start to experience uh, happiness and freedom. All of the misery comes from the story you're telling yourself, and nothing else. You're sitting in your hotel room. You have a big meeting the next day, and a car alarm goes out, goes off underneath your window, and you get mad at the car alarm. You have been duped by believing that that car alarm is pissing you off and therefore you are giving up your freedom and you are far from selfless because you are now the story that that car alarm is keeping you up 
and screwing up your meeting potentially for tomorrow. It is not the car alarm that's bothering you. It's the story you're telling yourself about it and the fact that you think you are that story. When we talk about the people who are being professionally offended and they go out of their way to uh, be offended and they take everything and, 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 and they make it about themselves, it's because they don't want to give up that self. It's, it, it's, it's, it's deeper than the fact that they uh, want to be uh, professionally offended. On the deeper level, it's because they're attached to that and they're bolstering their self, their identity. It's the irony of the whole identity discussion because in identity, there is absolutely zero happiness. There is zero happiness in being a gay man, an Armenian man, an American man. There's zero happiness in being a liberated woman and being a, a mother and being a, uh, a professional female athlete. That is not where happiness exists. A matter of fact, the antithesis is being attached to those things that create your identity and having to defend them with more stories and more noise. You, it, 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 you do not have the free will that you think you have. The only free will that a man has is to shift his awareness. It is the only place there's freedom. It's the only place where there's happiness. And it's the only place to experience your free will. You are nothing but a fly that twitches from one pile of shit to another <laughs> unless you shift your awareness. What's interesting is the vast majority of people have no idea. What's very interesting about the CrossFit community is because we go to the pain cave, we do have, we have it built into our lifestyle that our awareness does shift. It's what I say about doing the 100 burpees. I haven't said it in a while, but you guys have heard me say it before. If you think you have a lot of problems in your life, uh, do 100 burpees as fast as you can. Your awareness will shift out of your uh, mind and it will shift to your breathing and you will experience an awareness shift and all of your problems will go away. There are tons of tools out there where you can begin to pry into that. The mind does not want to die. And so whatever, whatever that, 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 those, that clump of thoughts, wherever they exist in this sphere of thousands of little stories that make up your identity, you can examine any one of those when they pop up if you've cultivated enough awareness. And you can ask yourself, who would I be without that story? And that story and that narrative will run. It doesn't want to be examined. None of them want to be examined because they'll experience the little death. And the more little deaths you have, the closer you get to freedom and happiness. There is not happiness anywhere else. There is no happiness with Sevon. Sevon will never experience happiness. Those people... Uh, who haven't begun on that journey. I, I can't think of a better parallel other than that they're zombies. They have their hands in front of them and they're being dictated by their thoughts and then they react to their thoughts. Is awareness not free will? Uh, your your ability to cultivate your awareness is part of your free will and your ability to shift your awareness is part of your free will. 
And that is it. And if you don't believe me, you can test these things out. You can try to impose your free will on your body. It's not, it does, it's nothing that, that has to be debated. I've talked about it endlessly on this show. Lie down, stay perfectly still, and don't react to a single thought. Don't react to a, bo- a single bodily sensation. We're, I, I, th- I think I think we've done over I think we've done 700 shows is this number 700 I don't I well I saw that we have them numbered up to like 655 or 670 and I'm like yeah Holy further cow. Than, I'm pretty sure it's further than that like we're fast approaching 700 yeah 672 was the Scots was 670 674. So, so that means we must be well over 700 shows. No, we're at 688. Including everything we've, we've only, by that, I mean everything that we've put up on StreamYard or on YouTube, we're only at 688. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say only. Hi, caller. Hi. Good morning, Stefan. Good morning, brother. Appreciate all you do. Thank you. What do you mean by that? What do you appreciate? I appreciate everything. You, you, you give a lot to, uh, uh, the community to wipe. It's, it's just it's, you cover a lot of good stuff. You have a lot of good questions. Really, really appreciate all that you do. Thank you for helping me build my identity. I'll have to ditch that later today. To <laughs> happiness, but I appreciate right. it. You're aware of it. Yeah. Right? He's got a self suit now. Self stem. Uh, what, um, what do you think about this close up shot this morning? Uh, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Only spent an hour well, setting well, it up well, yesterday. Well. All right. We don't want to see the homeless man close up. Right. 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 So I was calling to um to talk about how inclusive the CrossFit community and the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu community are to uh adaptive and special needs athletes. Hmm. Um, I've got a son that, uh, I'm sorry, sorry if I get emotional, uh, who I went into our local CrossFit affiliate uh, a few years ago and said, hey, can y'all handle an adaptive athlete? And they said, sure. And they have um, taken my son under their wing, and he is a full member of that those classes, and they love him, and they treat him wonderful. Uh, got a great trainer, who, by the way, is a games athlete. Um, that and, that, uh, that I, I like to hear that. Yeah, she she was on a team that uh, competed last year or year before last. Um, what state are you in? Yeah, I'm in North Carolina, Wilmington, North Carolina. CrossFit reignited. CrossFit reignited. <laughs> oh, what what's the what's the uh, disability that your son has? So he um, he has a um, a doctor induced TBI. To um, he had seizures and they had to go in and remove uh, uh, the area that was causing seizures. And uh, so he's got some uh, some small deficits in his left side. 
And, um, and, and then mental or physical. So he's got some physical, some slight physicals, but then, yeah, there's some developmental delays because of it. How old is he? He's 23. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure you know this, but man, getting him moving, more oxygen, more blood, all that stuff is, it can do nothing but help it. Oh, definitely, definitely. And uh, yeah, he loves CrossFit. He loves uh, jujitsu. Uh, did the same thing with him when about a year ago went in and said, hey, can y'all handle an adaptive and special needs athlete? They said, bring him on in. And, um, you know, they, I don't know how your son's classes are set up, but our, our classes here, you'll do half the class um, uh, drilling, which that's pretty low impact and it's not really concerned for injury. But then the second half of the class is, you know, rolling or fighting. And um, the professor will take and assign a higher belt for each round to go with him to make sure he's protected. It's wonderful. Yeah. 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 Hey, and think about the gift he's giving those people who get to roll with them too. Oh, definitely. They have such, they, they come and say they love it and, uh, they'll let him submit them and stuff. It's kind of, it's fun. It's, it's wonderful. Yep. I, I don't know if you know this, but I worked in a, I, um, I worked in a home with uh, mentally disabled adults for five years, probably 60 hours a week. I actually lived there in the driveway in a little motor home. And I started there at the lowest level. And when I left there, I was running the house with 20 employees and there were six or seven of them. And over those five years, I obviously built a very intimate relationship with all the staff and with all the adults. And I made a movie about it and it's called Our House. And it's on YouTube. It won 30 uh, film festival awards. It beat the uh, film that won the Academy Award that year, Spellbound, at one of the largest film festivals in the world uh, out here in San Jose, California. But it was a um, a very influential part of of my uh, life. It, it was it was quite the uh, man having brain injury, especially when is he aware of his brain injury? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah they only they only they just took out a, a small portion of it. He he remembers stuff from before everything. It's yeah, but that was back when he was six. I mean, it was it, it's been oh. quite a few years since he's had that. Can he hold down surgery. a job? Um, we're working on that. Uh, he, you know, he just graduated a couple of years ago from high school, so um, we haven't gone that route yet but yeah at some point yeah yeah he'll be able to help out stuff like that sure well thank you also go ahead can i can i mention something please not only the the crossfit community really does take under their wing and i wanted to mention um there is a video of matt frazier and his girlfriend going to is that um james foster's event with um, oh, oh my brain's not gonna work this morning. Um, Who's James Foster? Is it an adaptive? Uh, yeah, man? no, he. Uh, you, you just had uh, the CrossFit athlete that just went masters. He's got the blind. He's he's got vision impaired. It's oh, Sam Dan- 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 Oh. 
No, the, the Kim. really strong. Her name was Kim. I can't say her last name. Not her. No, not oh. her. The the strong one. The big Sam Dancer. Yeah, Sam Dancer. So Sam Dancer's friend. Oh, Matt. Uh, Matt Bickle. No, no, James no. Foster. No, oh, has, James, uh, Foster's James Foster. Yeah. James Foster had an event that was a that was a special needs event. And the uh, Matt Frazier, I may be, but there's a video of the, of Matt with um, with all of that group helping them in that event right after he won the CrossFit game. Oh, that's awesome. And not a lot of people know that. That I guess Sam and his wife invited Matt and his girlfriend down to help with that event. And um, it's, it's been a couple of years ago because uh, it's been a couple of years ago since um, Matt won the, the games. But yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Good. That that's I, I love hearing stuff like that. When we did the uh, when I used to do the podcast with Matt, it was interesting because one time on this podcast, I interviewed a bunch of guys who were spending life in prison and I did the interview. I did the interview when they were in prison and they said, Oh yeah, we know Matt Fraser. And I'm like, how do these guys who are spending life in prison know Matt Fraser? And it's because they had actually, Matt actually had done a bunch of calls with them to talk to them. Yeah. A lot of these guys, I mean, a lot of people in general do a lot of stuff that no one knows about. And when you, and and it is important, I think to uh, highlight that. It is. Hey, it's probably the only reason why it's worth being a uh, professional athlete is the fact is when you get to the top, what you can give back. Right. So. Right. Uh, no, thanks for that. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Ciao. Uh, Greg C, small token of appreciation. That's a nice token. Yeah, man. Thanks. Right, Thank you. Bye. Oh. Hang up. <laughs> I didn't hear it come in that time. Do you have it silenced? Uh, I don't know. It it yeah that is it, it has been um I can't remember the last time I heard it. Maybe I'm just quick on the trigger now. Dang, look at you. You've changed. Uh, Clive, uh, thank you for all you do, buddy. Thank you for all you do. So you so we've done 688 shows. Crazy, 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 crazy. And I don't think do we count the competition coverage and all that as show numbers still? I know we didn't through the games. I don't know I if think, all that's included. I think he just went to YouTube and then clicked total videos, you? right? Yeah, I didn't. I haven't um, numbered the Zelda games ones, but yeah, I don't the, think we did in the past either. I because I got something the other day saying we were at 750 from Video IQ, but that might be from uh, also uploading videos and shit like that. Yeah, I think too. that's everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jeff. I'm trying a new lens today. So before I was just using a camera that sat on top of my monitor and now I hooked up a Sony camera to it and I, and I, and I like the shallow depth of field. It's just a little tiny, too much zoomed in. Yeah. It's not the zoom. It's a fixed lens, but I hear you. I, I'll convert that to from <laughs> layman talk to camera talk. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. Maybe you'll get used to it. Heidi. I like the new camera view. Savon. Okay. Um, there is a uh, Instagram clip at the very top. It says virtue signaling versus doing. And there's virtue this thing. Going. Virtue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's this thing with virtue signalers to a general theme to them that they, they don't ever say anything specific. And 
that th- that's also hard. If I were to, um, so let's say those colors right there, for instance, um, you, everyone who sees that, that is supposed to, um, start their narrative up of what that flag means to them. It's basically just propaganda. Let me give you an example in the inverse of it. If I told you I didn't like Matt Souza, that he was mean, um, that he uh, wasn't nice to me, that I didn't like the way he treated dogs, um, <laughs> that, um, uh, you, you know, and, and I just came, stayed with these these vague comments, that um, he was rude in the comments, uh, that he um, no one in the gym likes him. I haven't told you anything. I've basically just done a smear campaign. And then as I tell you those things, you start building a narrative around him. But yeah, no one likes him in the gym because he doesn't put his weights away. And and, and you start building. But if I were to tell you uh, I don't like Matt uh, because he hit me one time and because uh, he's rude to my wife and because every time I see him, he goes out of a way. Whenever we're somewhere, he goes out of his way to step on spiders. Now you know. <laughs> And I've put myself out. I've put myself on the line. I put myself on the line now. Now you can be like, hey, I hate spiders. And I, and I agree with Matt. But I keep it vague on purpose because one, it's not, it, it doesn't matter to me because all I want to do is be offended and keep my identity going. And two, I don't want to make myself vulnerable and say anything specific. It, 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 just just pick any of these people who are recently in the news uh Kyrie Kanye Trump the, these characters 99% of the stuff you hear is j- just these vagaries so and so was ra- the comments are like that all over the place all over YouTube and Instagram people will write this huge paragraph telling you how wrong you are but they could have used that time to actually specifically say what was wrong 7 plus 7 is is 18 seven and then the comment will be like seven you fucking idiot did you never go to school how come you can't do math blah 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 when all that they could have been like hey dude here's a picture of seven apples and here's another picture of seven apples now look what when i bring them together it's 14 apples people don't do that because it's not about it's not it's not about discussion it's about bolstering their identity and relinquishing their freedom to their identity they're being duped. They're slaves to their mind. They're slaves to their identity because their identity isn't about telling you what the number is. I'm a do-gooder and I'm going to tell you. Their identity is about being right and about putting other people down. Um, uh, uh, Andrew Hiller is strong because we saw him. Do a hundred clean and jerks. Was it jerks too? With 225. Andrew Hiller is brave because we saw him do heavy grace with no warm up with over a thousand people watching on the live stream. <laughs> see how the specifics see, see, I'm, I'm telling you. And then, and then, um, uh, and then, uh, uh, Thor, that guy from Iceland can be like, that's not strong. That's not brave. I did that yesterday when on my way to the refrigerator in the middle of the night to, uh, get something to eat. I did 225. <laughs> A hundred times, and then the discussion. And then the discussion can begin. Snatch was it? Snatch. Okay, thank you, thank you. No, <laughs> it was clean. Snatch. 
Oh, West Clean Injury? Yeah. Well, you just, he did the 100 snatches for a time, and then he did the heavy grips. He's done both, like, both of them. Oh, that 225 was 100 snatches? I think it wasn't. It was, was it? He did, he did 100 snatches at one point. Damn. Caller, hi. Good, good morning. Good morning. Loving the topic. Loving the topic and uh, what you did. Thank you. I like the little shorts on the on the children and parenting and that kind of stuff. So you know, oh, I'm, a, thank I'm you, in dude. HR. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I, I'm in human resources. So Yikes. you know, one of the things that I see I see a common theme is uh, you know I call I, I you know you you put out this challenge about writing a book. You know, do something. So I started writing about maybe four or five pages a day, just little, little thoughts that pop up. And, you know, I, I come up, coming up with this theme about, you know, drug addicts in the workplace. And we're not talking about drugs. We're talking about, you know, people that like to go and gossip and, you know, be reassured that the way they feel is right. So what they do is they go and find people that are like-minded because they don't want to get something contrary to how they're, they're feeling, you know? Yeah. So, you know, what you just said right now kind of resonated to me. Yeah. You know, I, so one thing, go ahead, so, go ahead. No, no, you, you go ahead. Finish. No, no, you go. Well, so one of the things that I that I that I was thinking about is, you know, we all fall in that that at some point, right? And the people that I'm attracted to are the ones that make me feel validated, but they always have a creative way of changing my perspective just a little bit, right? So, you know, because I think it's important to recognize where somebody's at, but how do you get them just a little bit more open minded for that next conversation? You know, because if I have trouble with with Matt Zuzik because the first time I called in, he yelled at me or told me to stop yelling. And that's all I talked about after that. Right. Um, you know, I, I think what, what happens is then I want to go and I, I find somebody that feels the same way. And then they, they make me feel validated. I go back to my office and after about three minutes, I start feeling empty again and I got to go search that out again to get my fix. And that um, empty, that emptiness is what I was calling. And I'm okay with you calling it emptiness. What, what we can call it whatever we want, but that emptiness is what I'm saying is their identity needs to be fed. And so you yeah. say something that offends me that is not inherently offensive. And, and, and when I, when I, it's not enough for me, I go speak to the outside world and demand they be offended too. It, that is a really vile human trait, right? I'm demanding, yep. I'm demanding that others be offended, not because of, what they said was offensive, but because I need to validate my own story. Yes. Yes, Victor. Yes. I don't know if it's full-blown narcissism, but it is all ego-driven. Well, well, so so if, if, if you feel – so if I came up to you and I was upset, right, and I said something and you – so what I find works for me is I'll find a, a similar experience where I felt that way, and then I try to put in how I got through it. And I think that that's – the difference between gossip or, you know, that validation versus like a forward thinking conversation. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I, here you go, Jeff Baker. If you're not there, I was, I was in San Francisco one time, uh, uh across the street from like, it, it was across the street from like the, the, the big Sony Metreon there and the Jewish museum and the St. Regis. And there's a big park there. Well, it's big for San it's, not that big, two, two or three square blocks. There's a bunch of water features there. And I was just sitting there with my, with Greg Glassman and my girlfriend and myself and this lady um, on this beautifully manicured long walk lawn walks out there and her dog shits on the lawn. And I start, my oh, I start my narrative up. You dumb bitch. Fuck you. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and do you know what Greg does? 
uh, my wife had a uh, my wife had a poop bag because we had our dog there. He goes, "Can I have one of those poop bags?" And he, she gets it, and he walks over. He goes, "Ma'am, your dog pooped over there," and he just hands it to her really gently. And she's like, "Oh, thank," and she goes, "Oh, thank you." That's awesome. So awesome. Well, dude. you know, so, so, <laughs> so somebody awesome. had somebody had in, somebody had introduced like you know the victim mindset and how powerful your mind is, right? Like if you held your finger up, if you didn't tell it to move or think about it moving, it doesn't move, right? So he's like, your emotions are exactly the same way. So if you're driving and somebody cuts you off, you've already made your assumptions of what it is, right? Like, you know, and in those moments you really should be backing up, but most of us, you know, romp on the gas and try to get on their bumper. So, uh, you know, he said, but what if I told you when you pulled up next to the car, there was a mom in there with a baby in the, with a blanket and there's a little bit of blood on it. You know, all of a sudden you have a little bit more information and your story changes because your thoughts create your emotions, you know? So and you're like, a piece of shit. A, then a, all of a sudden the story changes and you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. right? But but the action, but the action itself was still, but the action itself was still the same. You got right. cut off, right? right? So you know that that that's kind of the the different different thought processes about it. So hey, and the mind is so tricky too. So I'm at a gas station. A guy is in the pump next to me, and he pulls out his ashtray and dumps all his cigarette buds on the ground, right? And then yeah. I go and tell twenty people that story because I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to um uh get validation for my identity that that upsets me that someone dumped their cigarettes out on the ground. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just, and that's the problem with fighting with these people because, well, the problem because with they don't, with the topic like, doesn't matter to them. They're, the, what matters is that they maintain their identity, which, which like, and I think you nailed it. I, I hadn't brought up the point. I think you just brought up was, is that it's such an easy way to secure some identity being offended is so much easier than building a, a, um, a, 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 a different identity. One that you've built yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? That let's say you put together the yeah. millennium Falcon with Legos. that's 300,000 pieces and took a month. You know, that, that, that takes more work than just me talking shit about a guy who littered at the gas station. Yeah, no, absolutely. But you know, the one thing that I would say, and maybe I'm a little too philosophical when it comes to this is, you know, I like to figure out how can I help somebody just get one level above where they're at. You know what I mean? Like, how do you get one one person? What do you mean by that? What do you mean one level? What do you mean by that one level above well, where they're at? Have you have you ever have you ever uh, heard of the theory of tribal leadership? Right. So there's like five levels that people live in, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna completely screw this up. So um, I think it's like um, life sucks. So that would be like the cultures of like a prison, right? Like you know where people are you know, systematically looking at ways to make other people suffer or whatever it might be. Um, there's my life sucks, which is, you know, um, if I had my own podcast, like Savon, my life would be great, but I don't. So it sucks. Right. So where you're kind of in that, that, uh, victim mindset a little bit. And then there's, I'm great and you're not right. So he gives an example of two doctors walk on a, get in an elevator. And the one doctor says, Oh, I just, you know, figured out how to create a new cast or something. Right. And the other doctor's like, Oh, that's great. While you're messing around with that, I just figured out how to cure cancer. Right. So, you know, you never really, you're, you're, you're all, you're always one, one upping. Right. And then, and then there's, you know, there's, there's my life's great. Right. Like you're happy with where you're at in life. And then there's life. No, no, great, no, no. Right? Sorry. So sorry. Like, Four is we're great. I'm cheating. Cause Kayla pulled it up on the screen. Four yeah, is yeah, we're yeah, great. Yeah, I, yeah. Again, I knew Right. We're great. You know, so there's a little bit more of a forward thinking. I would say that's maybe the culture of most 
you know, CrossFit gyms, right? Like where that camaraderie, everybody's working for a common purpose, you know? Or even me and, and you right like, now, me and, you, me and you were like, me and me and the caller are so great. We're, we're, we know so much. Yeah. We're so wise. We're so great. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then, and then life's great. Right. And I think, I think they use Nelson Mandela as an example on that one. Right. Where even though he was, had all that uh, happen to him in his life, when he got out, it was, how do we move forward? You know? So, um, you know, there's that thing. So when you meet somebody, if I'm at life's great, and you're at life sucks, we're never going to hear each other. Right. So you can only hear one level below or where you're at or one level below or uh, above where you're at. Yeah. So, and you know, great communicate. That, that's awesome. He said, great that's the other thing too. That. I see people taking things. So sometimes I don't even want to engage with the people, like with the people who are so angry because to yep. me, it's not serious. It's not, to me, it's not serious at all. Yep. And, um, because I, I saw my kids, I woke up this morning and I looked at my kids are healthy in bed and, and, yep. and, and just with that life is great. Like, I'm like, Oh, life is great. And so all of the other yep, things sure. relative to that, like, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I just can't be bought. I, and I feel like I shouldn't engage them because they have their whole identity wrapped up in this thing about the fact that. The, the the NFL football isn't black, and so therefore it's racist, tending to the white man. And and I'm just and and I, to me that's just fucking like I th- it's, to me it sounds like a stand up routine, but they're being serious because their life sucks. You you had a, you had a friend you had a friend that you had a a, a call in or a live uh, with her, and she was kind of coaching and counseling you a little bit after your journey to the beach, and you know she and she kind of called you out for quote unquote fat shaming, right? Oh, Athena, and, Athena, and, yeah. And, and if you go back and watch that show again, it's exactly what I'm, she, she's telling, she was telling you exactly what I'm trying to explain to you right now is if you get so caught up on their identity and where they're at, you're never, you're, you're almost putting yourself in that same position with them, right? You're never, you're never open, open, being open enough to be able to move them into that next level. If you're stuck where you're at, does, does that make sense? Kind that of, might be a bad example kind of, kind of, kind of, because I think one of the things, and, and, you know, um, when I, when I called and, you know, shared my accidental dick pic story before, right. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a good you know, story. <laughs> so it, 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 it's what, it's one of those, it's one of those things again, like we learn the bad lessons really well, right. When, when bad things kids. happen to good people, this caller accidentally sent yeah. a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he didn't exactly. send a dick pic. He took a picture of something and, and he was naked and the reflection of it showed his dick and his friend saw. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So, well, I always enjoy, I always enjoy talking with you guys. You guys have a good one. I just wanted to kind of, you know, jump in. I really do appreciate Love the live calling shows. My favorite okay. shows for sure. If you see me stuck, make sure you call in and call in and unstuck me. I will unstuck you. Okay. Thank you, brother. You guys have a good one. <laughs> I think it's ironic that it was accidental dick pic by the HR guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, come on, Chase. Oh, come on, buddy. Come on, Chase. We've all come had an accidental dick pic. Don't tell me you've never snapped a photo and then in the background you saw yourself naked in the refrigerator. Oh. Uh, Tyler Watkins, this dude laughed like the mean blonde, blonde kid from Hocus Pocus. Oh, we need Hiller here. I mean. Oh, fucking movie references. HR is, HR is a mistake. Uh, okay. Um, are, are you guys, are, are you guys follow? Okay. Let's watch this virtue signaling, uh, video. It, it, and I wrote here, virtue signaling versus doing. Oh, okay. so, 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 so here we go. 
Oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Caleb. Sorry. <laughs> Off again. We haven't even got to one yet. <laughs> Hi. Hi. What's up? Hi. It's Jamie Latimer. Hey, Jamie. Jamie. What's up? I got your text. Did I text you back? Okay. I know you. What? I got your text. Did I text you back? Uh, no, you did not. Oh, sounds like me. <laughs> That's okay. And you got the right um, number. Jamie. I just wanted. Oh, good. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, let everyone know that I'll be on the Clydesdale podcast tomorrow at two. Awesome. So, I'll be watching, yeah. and if you're any good, I'll invite you onto this podcast. <laughs> oh, great. No pressure. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's an audition. It's I'm already audition. nervous. Hey, that was, really be cool. that was really cool of Scott to come on the show. I really appreciated it. He he was awesome. Yes, agreed. Yeah, yeah. that was great. Yeah, I'm excited to speak with him. Okay, tomorrow at 2 p.m., that is – is tomorrow Saturday? 2 p.m. Pacific time? Tomorrow's Thursday. Uh, tomorrow Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern time. So I guess that'd be what 11. Okay, so 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. So that's after this show. Uh, and you know what? I didn't know how long have they been going live. I just realized that uh, this morning that or last night that they had started going live. I think they did. Yeah, I, I caught the last like two weeks of them. It's yeah. so much better to go live. It's a little nerve wracking in the beginning, but once you get used to it, it's great. And then, but when you're done with the show, you're done with the show. You can start working on your next show. True. Yeah. I'm, I'm nervous that my, I've never like joined, so I don't know if my computer is going to connect. I don't know. I was like hoping he'd send me a, a test. Are you on your computer um, right connection. now? No, I'm on my phone. Oh, okay. So I'm going to tell you how to do it. Do you have Chrome on your computer? Yes. Okay. So what in Google Chrome, you're just going to go up to the URL bar, and you're just going to type in – I think you'll remember this. You're just going to type in the word speed test, and okay. uh, and then a Google window will pop up, and it will say internet speed test, and then right that there will be a blue button that says run speed test. And so just run that, okay. and then you can uh, send the numbers, upload and download to Scott, and he'll know exactly whether you're good or not. Okay. Perfect. I will do that today. Yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Where do you live? You, I don't need a choppy connection. Where do you live? Um, in Michigan. Oh, maybe not. The blue no. states, blue areas don't usually have such good internet. Oh, don't rub it in. <laughs> uh, well, uh, it, it, it is. It is pretty funny. I hate to couch it like that, but like Berkeley, California, uh, is like has like archaic internet in most of its area. And yet it's just, it's where all the tech people go to die. It's pretty, it's, it's weird. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a kind of rural area too, so it, it isn't great. Uh, Kat Shear, uh, Jamie, we can do a test later. Well, you know what's interesting is yeah. the rural areas and the places that got internet later usually have the faster internet connections because they got mm-hmm. the good shit. And the places the that jumped out well. ahead, yeah, and the places that jumped out ahead got the ass stuff. Yeah, I could do that. Um. Okay. Well, thank you, Jamie, for calling in and yeah. uh, talk to you soon. See you okay. tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Oh, that was nice. Oh, that was good thing. Patrick Clark Clogsdale was doing live podcasts with athletes during the semifinals. Well, damn. Yeah. Look at yeah, it. Yeah, I was doing it for a little while. Good. Uh, thank you, Patrick Clark. Patrick Clark coming on the show tomorrow. First time I've never Ooh. met Patrick. Never talked to him. I'm pretty excited. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh. Hey, is he big? Is he tall? I saw that. I 
No. Yeah, I think he's taller than me. Well, everybody's not tall to you, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> you don't no, 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 I look down at him when I met him. <laughs> I saw because at, at the I saw um when I saw him in the video from Zealous Games, I was like, oh shit. He's a fucking man. Yeah, I feel like he's tall as me, maybe like six foot. In tall my me, mind, everyone's little. He's like five ten, five nine. It's gonna be so weird to meet you, Caleb. You're gonna be so big to me. I can't wait to meet you so long. <laughs> I always forget that you guys have never like met in person. I want you to pick me up and carry me in your arms. Do a little backpack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know, uh, um, hopefully soon. I need to do that. I am working on a little. Uh, I was inspired by um, Hiller's uh, Batman workout. So I've created a little work, a little challenge for myself that I'm trying to get here in the next few months. But I need to do something before then. I'm dusting off my muscle ups. And my one snatches say that you should do those. Yeah. I got nothing better to do. You start doing workout challenges. I'll just film myself doing them too. I, mine are my, I don't think mine were challenges. Jim just makes it a challenge. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Yeah. Victor. If you don't time it, it's not CrossFit. (laughs) Yeah. I'll time it. Okay. I'll time it. Uh, Beave could have put Sevy on his back and done Chad. That's true. I know. Sure. Sure. Uh, I just started following this guy the other day, uh, Kavion Joiner. Kavion, yep. uh, definitely worth seeing the transformation he went through. Holy smokes! Yeah. Go check it out; it's awesome. Holy smokes! Okay, where were we? Okay, back to uh, virtue signaling versus doing. Men's national team have made a huge statement at the World Cup of Guitar by redesigning their crest to incorporate the rainbow flag in a bid to show solidarity with the LGBTQ plus community. Now, you may point out that if U.S. soccer is actually concerned about Qatar's record on, quote, LGBT rights, they could make a much greater statement by refusing to participate in the World Cup in the first place. I mean, by simply showing up. Uh, So what what was making me trip on this is that I know you guys know that there's a video out there. Um, uh, a, a girl, a young lady named Beth has made this video out there hating on me. And I thought it was fascinating. I, I went through her whole like video stream and, and I thought it was fascinating that she has all this content just about herself. And yet I've done 700 shows, another 500 over at CrossFit. I showcase endless women, endless women issues, endless obese people, transformational stories, endless old stories. And yet I, I don't do any, I don't think I do any uh, virtue signaling. I just do shit. I'm just doing shit. I'm just, I'm just fucking pumping shit out. Me and the team. I'm doing, I'm doing an affiliate series. I'm doing all this, this stuff that has nothing to do with me. And yet someone spent 40 hours putting together a video about how bad I am. That, that's just like all not even true and out of context made by someone who opens the, she opened the video by announcing she she was mentally ill. Me, 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 that it's, it's, uh, it seems so glaring. You don't like the words that I, you don't like the fact that I, um, talk about, uh, 
uh, Caleb's butt and I call it an ass or I called Suze's chest titties. I get it. I'm, 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 I get it. If somebody thought I'd have an ass. I'd be pretty stoked. Honestly. I, 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 I'm, I'm not, I'm not upset at you for that. My mom doesn't like it either. My mom told me the other day in the Don fall interview. Um, I said, Don, you're the, you're the son. My mom always wanted. My mom called me the other day. She goes, bingo. <laughs> oh I get God. it. I get it. I get it. But dude, while someone, while vast majority of people in their twenties or in thirties are obsessing on their weight and their TikTok, I filmed documentaries in a fucking forty countries. Just in my twenties, I filmed documentaries in a hundred countries, almost on all about malnourished children on all seven on all seven continents, getting paid a thousand dollars a month. It's just fascinating to me. I, I, I had we had Scott Schweitzer on the other day. I have people on my show regularly who've said profoundly negative shit about me that's not even remotely true. I'm a, I'm a father with three kids and a fucking wife. I live in a little tiny oodle loop. I call my mom every day. I don't have anal. Oh, that's <laughs> the part you don't like when I say that. I get it. But it's it's just who I am. I I don't spit. I hold doors open for people. I like dirty jokes that have ejaculation in them. I know it's a weird. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 what I've been dealt. It's hard life. It's the cross you bear. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, I would. Okay. I, you know what I would like? I would like all of these people to thank you, Jr. Don't ever change. I won't. I mean, I'll, I'll, I think I'll mellow. I think I'll mellow. When people write in the comments, Sevon, will you please not sweat? My mom's going to hate this. She's like, you should have never been talking about yourself. You just let your actions speak louder. I know I'm in trouble already when we go to the skate park today. But when people write in the comments, Sevon, my kids watching, please don't swear. I, I I completely take that to heart. I, I don't. I, the world doesn't revolve around your kids. You know what you're okay. getting into. But I still I know I, I hear you. My kids are here. I, I'm not saying what you're saying is is wrong, but like, I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong. Like, yeah, like you know, but but my my, my response isn't fuck off. And your kids shouldn't be watching the show. I I, I take I, I take being a a, a role model. Um, and not me particularly, but just the way the world is set up that we're all mirrors of each other very seriously. I did shit in the backseat of the van. Can we know that story? You you don't know that you story? Know it? I've heard of it, but I don't think you've ever told the story. I have not told the story on this show. I told it on the Matt and Josh he show. He knew it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. We've cliff notes it on this, cliff noted it on this show, but... It is hilarious. Is that a clip somewhere too? That should definitely. Somebody be a clip. said in the comments that they clipped it. <laughs> it's, a, no, it's, it's, a, just... it's a clip on the. Um, do, do you want to just play it off of there? <laughs> no, it, okay. it, it might even be the opening. It might even be the opening story. Okay, vir, uh, virtue. Back to virtue signaling. Here we go. <laughs> it's a great story. There's there's thousands of people out, out there who are doing stuff for other people. That's what that's all they do all day. 
That's all I do all day. That's all that what CrossFit affiliate owners do all day. They're just doing stuff for other people. They, they, they don't. They're not sitting around um, spending endless hours editing stuff or talking shit about other people in order to bolster, in order to get validation for things that the, the narrative in their head, the lies that their their imagination. It's all imagination. Remember, we started the show saying there's only one true happiness, and it's selflessness. And you can only have selflessness when awareness becomes of awareness, when it's not stuck in the mind, the little stories you tell yourself. Okay, let's go. Thank you, Caleb. Participating, they are financially supporting the country that they claim to be protesting against, which is a bit like protesting J.K. Rowling by buying a Harry Potter book and then burning it. I mean, you've already bought the book. But then, of course, this is the whole point of virtue signal. That's why we call it virtue signaling, not virtue doing. We don't call it virtue doing because there is no virtue involved here in the first place. And also because nothing is being done. The corporate gay pride stuff is all just sheep's blood on the door, signaling that they are the chosen people so that the angel of cancellation passes them over. Uh, the United States men. So wow. how, how many, let's say a scientist had the cure for cancer. So, you know, there was that football player um, or football coach, um, not Sandusky, but the other guy, and he was diddling kids. Well, and so what, Sandusky? It, anyway, there, there were these fo- football coaches and they were diddling yeah. little kids. Pennsylvania, yeah. right? Penn State. Penn State. And, 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 so, and so what happened was, is they, there was a statue on campus and they took that statue down and then they took off some of his wins, like three, he was the most winningest coach in college football history. And they took off a bunch of his wins. Yep. I, 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 I am, I, I am, I cannot tell you how fucking gross it is that someone preys on little kids and, uh, I don't, it, it can make me turn dark very fast, but I, I have no tolerance for it, like zero. Uh, that being said, it is insanity. Would let's say, let's say someone had the cure for cancer. Well, besides us, because we all know, we all know what the cure for cancer is. But how many kids would they have to molest before we threw the cure away? I'm saying, I'm saying if we found out they molested 3 million kids, it doesn't matter. We don't throw the cure for cancer away. And so that's another problem with this cancel culture is they're going after people in this way that's throwing them away and throwing their contribution away. And in the end, it, the, the cure is worse than the disease. So you're saying they shouldn't have taken his wins away? Absolutely fucking not. Yeah, but his wins didn't do anything for humanity. It just props him up as a coach just, as opposed to the cure to the cancer did something good for humanity. R- right, but it's still a lie. It, 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 it's like this. The other day, one of my sons got really angry at my mom, at my uh, wife, and he, and he hit her. But not hard, just like maybe this hard. You know, just tapped her. And I go, don't ever do that. And he goes, how about this? And he just raises his hand and, and touched her. And I go, no, I don't even want you to have that thought. You're not even allowed to have that thought to be aggressive towards your mom. It has nothing to do with the action. I don't want you to have that thought. And so the thing is this, there's, let's see if I can connect those two. You're lying to yourself when you race those wins. They're not, they're not connected at all. We're lying to ourselves. And it doesn't help the victims in any way. No, either. it's like tearing down statues of really bad people in the past. 
the, changing the name of military bases from all that sh- generals to all that shit, whatever. all that shit. They're basically erasing history. What about the counter argument that, hey, you should keep that so we can remember what those douchebags did? Right. So we can learn from it, be aware of it. <laughs> that Trish icon just gets me every time. <laughs> Trish is masturbating to me right now. It's interesting because uh, uh, like history is almost seeming to be – it doesn't hold its value anymore. It's all about like experience and looking back in history is like oppressive and like racist and there's nothing to gain or like learn from it. So it's all about like – progress forward in my experiences right now and how the past experience may possibly affect somebody right now today negatively rather than learning from it. And I think that's one thing that we've gone really astray, especially in our schools and stuff like that. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's history should be learned from. So we don't repeat the same mistakes, not thrown out as oppressive. Oh, that's a good idea. Someone should look up Trisha's icon pick. You mean to see where he got it from? Like, to, like point there. You, there's an app on Google. You can do that. Just take a picture of it. I could do yeah, it right now. The reverse. Here, here, that's a great idea. Let, that's me see what, let me see what that is. It's going to be uh, like some uh, exec or something. Somewhere. I like have a, that. A LinkedIn profile picture. What if it's actually Trish? That would be amazing. Trish is freaking out right now. Okay, hold on. Right, Hold on. I'm getting focused in on it. Oh, my camera doesn't want to focus on. Let's see. Uh, oh, it came up with nothing. Oh, interesting. The mystery oh, deepens. I wonder if I could blow it up. Let's see if I do that. Hashtag who is Trish. And I do. Uh, Probably real estate. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that's a good. that's a good guess. Was it Trish I was supposed to call him or was it Jeff Baker? Jeff Baker. It's his 55th birthday in I don't know how many days. I forget when it was, but he said he was going to call Oh, shit. You know who it pulled up? It's not her, but isn't that that Joe Biden's wife? Yep. Oh, Dr. Jill Biden. Call her high. I'm an attorney. (laughs) Oh, Trish. Hello. Okay. Uh, Started spinning a story about that caller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Number, uh, oh, here we go. Caller, hi. Trevon, what's up, dude? What's up, man? Hey, it's Jim. Um, I was just calling to say, it's Jim. Oh, hi, Jim. Merc guy. Oh, hey, what's up, dude? Um, Hey, how do you say your last name? Um... I'd rather not say it on oh, the air. All right, I all right. Fair, fair, fair. It's fine. We'll just look uh, you up later. Yeah, it's still like um, I don't really want that out to the public right now. I um, well, I'll, I'll text you. Back. Okay. Um, so me and my wife, man, we've been having this conversation now for I would say about ooh, better part of like three months, and it's something I would have never considered doing prior to listening to your show. Um, but yeah, we're we've decided that we're definitely going to go the homeschool route with our kids when we do that. And I thought it was pretty awesome listening to the show yesterday that I, I just would have thought like 10, 15 years ago, like that was the weirdest shit in the world. Me and too. now it's just, it's just like, it's probably, I, I would think the best idea to really um, 
control what's inside of your house. Cause I, it, everything I watch on the news and everything and, and hearing people talk just infuriates you. And I just go back to this thing is like, don't worry about controlling things outside of your house. Just control what you have inside your house and kind of like what you're doing with your boys, raising them to be three, you know, extremely respectful, strong men. It's like the only thing you really have left to control. Um, so yeah, we've just been having that conversation. I thought it was pretty dope. The idea came from your show. Hey, um, I don't, I'm sure they have it in your area, but recently we met some parents at the park and they said that if you sign up for a homeschool program that's in our area, um, you can actually get resources. You can get money from the school for your homeschool program. So I can't remember what we get, but I think it's like $3,900 every six months or something from the, which is crazy, right? Yeah. I can buy a new assault runner. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. And, 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 and then you get a, um, and then every, the only thing is, is every 20 days, a lady comes, uh, or a dude comes to your house to check up on your kids and make sure that they're, you know, up to speed. But it's, if you're, if you just do the the reading and math with your kids every single day, dude, it's so, it's so easy. And actually our lady's so cool. Our lady's son is like a, a skateboarder and she, she, it's awesome. It's, it really is awesome. Yeah, that, yes. Ocean Grove. Yes. Allison, that. Yes, that. that's kind of that's kind of what got me into the idea was like, you know, I've had some time recently with uh, more time than usual with my kids. And I've been able to bring her to uh, the CrossFit gym with me. And she's just like, you know, fully engaging everybody. She wants to do everything here. And I'm like, dude, how much time do kids waste in school after talking to teachers? They just talk about so much fluff in the school schedule. And I'm like, dude, if I could knock this out in three or four hours, I could have, you know, five, six, eight hours to go do shit with my kids. It's going to make them a better human. Dude, you'll knock it out in an hour, dude. And you can train more. Hey, so this is, this is seriously, it's seriously, it's like this. It's like, um, so the lady will come to the house and she'll be like, well, so what are you doing for biology and my, or whatever science? And my wife will be like, uh, and then my son will be like, oh, you want to see my garden in the backyard? And then they go in the backyard and the, the lady's head like explodes, That's you know, awesome. it's like, Oh shit. And then my son's like, yeah, hey, yeah. me and my grandmother planted peas over here. This is the cover crop that we plant in the winter. So that way it re-nourishes the soil. And it's just like, dude, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, you don't even have to, all the only things that you really have to go out of your way to do is you have to do the reading and the math, all the other shit. As long as you don't put your kid in front of TVs, they'll get mm-hmm. all day. They'll get all, I mean, your kid's going to be in a class. I tell this story. My kid's tennis uh, instructor said one time, um, uh, no one comes out of the uterus playing tennis, being a good tennis player. And so on the ride home, my son's like, what's a uterus? Like, yeah, good question. <laughs> biology, biology lesson. That biology <laughs> class biology begin, lesson. You know, it's like, yeah. 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 I think, I think that that's the, the only thing that I ever had a question about was like the social aspect of it. Like, dude, you know, obviously it's in the back of your mind, like, you knew homeschool kids growing up. They were kind of weird. And um, now, but I they think still that are. So much they still are. They still are. They still are. That's so funny. I That's what I think. I think there's so much like, opportunity for, you know, what you're doing with your kids, where it's like the social aspect of the best, the best lessons that I learned in life socially or how to interact with people and stuff all came from sports. And we can still do that in the other time that we're not spending sleeping at a desk, or at least what I did in school, chasing tail or sleeping at a desk. That's yeah, about all I did in I school. I slept and chased girls too. Yeah. I mean, that was the only reason I went to school. So I just feel like it would be better, you know, better use of our time. And I'm pretty excited about it, man. And I just want to say thanks for bringing that, you know, eye opening moment to me because I would have never considered it. 
You know why my kids are weird? It's because when they're in conversations with other kids, they don't know what the Nintendo Switch is. And they've never <laughs> played, and they don't know what Fortnite is. And they haven't looked through naked, they, when, when they look at an iPad, they don't start looking for uh, parents' naked pictures. That's why they're weird. They just, they're not sophisticated. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. There'll be plenty of time to, like when I'm dead, they can search through my iPhone for naked pictures of me. They won't, they won't be happy with what they Accidental find. dick pics. Yeah, <laughs> accidental dick pics. And dude, one last one last thing. Yeah. So yesterday when I was listening to the podcast, and I, I don't know why I've never heard you say this before, but when you were talking about boys in general and like they're not meant to be inside, dude, my son was a fucking terrorist yesterday when I had him. And I was like, you know, we're gonna take him outside. We're take him outside. Dude, he was so calm after that. Done. Moment. I was like, holy shit. This is what we're doing. I don't care anymore. I'm just putting his ass outside. I don't care if it's freezing cold, whatever. We're <laughs> taking him outside. And I, Oh, there was like a flip, a, a switch just flipped, and he was just not a terrorist anymore. It was great. And hey, how about this? So there's this there's this coffee shop uh, by the beach where my mom and I go, and I take my boys a lot, and I go with my wife quite a bit too, and we take our boys there, and it's right by the beach. And there's all of these fallen trees there, and and, and uh, as soon as we get to the coffee shop, every single time I order them some food, and they have this thing. Hey, do you want to go work on the tree? And they go over, and it's a fallen tree, and all they're trying to do is fucking destroy this tree the whole time. (laughs) But it's such all that they're peeling the bark off. They're trying to just they're just trying to tear like help the uh, uh, disintegration of it. And in that environment, it looks like the most peaceful fucking thing ever. They're just Mm -hmm. boys just pulling bark off a tree, and like in like looking at they're trying to pull off the biggest piece and break branches, and it's all gentle, and they're talking and they're laughing. But if that shit was happening in my home, hey, you let's see who can fuck the couch up the fastest. It's just it's just a it's just not you just can't do it. They're just boys. They just want to pull shit apart. Dude, exactly. Boys just they just need that outlet to just destroy shit, and um, yeah, that's that's way to do it. I mean, I feel better after I slam some shit around, so. And by the way, that ends up being a science lesson because then they're like, oh, what are these lines in the bark? Oh, those are bark beetles. And then I go over and and we talk about bark beetles and boom. There you go. All right, brother. I'll let you guys go. Um, Hopefully chat this weekend. I'll be with you. Oh, one quick question, uh, Jim. Uh, Jeremy says that you're considering doing Chad. Not considering. He did. He did. You did burpee, Chad? Box jump burpee. Yeah. So so I did a a burpee box step up with the 45 pound ruck on a thousand times. <laughs> dude, that oh, might be, is that the craziest thing you've ever done? Is that crazier than two uh, Murphs? No, no, no. The craziest thing I, I think uh, the the Murph, um, the bear crawl Murph, where I bear crawled a mile and then did the one hundred twenty three hundred crawl. That was definitely harder. Oh it was just like more, but um, it, it was awesome, dude. Because that video itself got a shit ton of views. And I knew if I did something fucking ridiculous, like, I don't know, people like to watch me do shit that hurts myself. But <laughs> it, it would 70,000 people now know who Chad is and knew, knew his story now. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude, I'll run myself. And if it means that many people get to learn about true heroes instead of like people like fucking LeBron James and all the people, the media glorifies, like that's the whole point of what I'm doing. I want to glorify those people that are actually heroes in our community. Hey, did you get chafed from that rucksack doing, doing that? Yeah, dude, it kept going up and slamming me in the back of the head every time I did a burpee. So I was like, just reminded of how dumb I was. Oh, yeah, if you would have put a helmet on, that would have been dope. <laughs> you could see it. Hit you in the eye. Eye for sure. <laughs> Look at this. What is this girl doing with the mop behind you? Yeah, that's how sweaty he was. <laughs> but she's trying to dry the floor. Wow, that is yeah, a cool like, friend. That's a cool chick. 
Dude, she's awesome. Yeah. She's like a person I train with every day. She's the best. How long did that take? Um, it took me two hours, so an hour and 54 minutes. Uh, and no one else in the world on planet earth will do this, right? I don't, I mean, I hope somebody Caleb? does. That'd be cool as shit. <laughs> you fucking high. Caleb, Caleb, you're up. I'm yeah, out. I'm not doing this workout challenge thing anymore. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I want to I want to say something by the way about this Chad workout. This workout yeah. would not be known by anybody if Dave Castro wouldn't have fucking promoted it. Dude, isn't that sick? It's yeah. Dave Castro, James Hobart, and I believe uh Boz were the first people to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If James if, if Dave wouldn't have put this on that. his Instagram account with 750,000 I, I think he he's done a lot of posts about it and it kind of trips me out when uh nah, I don't want to go there. Okay. <laughs> Cause in all in all, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing, but I just, I, it, it trips me out when I see people tagging these other fucking Instagram warriors uh, when they right. do it. And then it's like, Hey dude, the, Dave's the dude that fucking made that thing fucking pop. Yep. Yep. It's pretty wild that Dave put that out. Well, it's only been three years and now it's like universally adopted as like the workout for CrossFit gyms on veterans day. That's really badass. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But all right, fellas, I'm about to go train. Like I said, I'll be at um I'll be with Paper Street and Gabe this weekend down at Taylor's comp. So let's touch base and Oh, uh, that's Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Are you entering the comp? No, I'm just going to help Gabe out. Okay. Uh, by the way, there was a comment here from Chase Ingram from Get With the Programming who said uh, he'd like to see you do dot com every day for three hundred and sixty five days. So Chase had come up with this idea. Uh, so I did Murph every day for a year and I did the open. So we have the metrics. I've been doing hero every day for 365 and we're going to have the metrics because I'm going to do the open. And then Chase is saying I should follow dot com for 365 days, including rest and do the open. And then we'll have the metrics to see how much fitter I've become by uh, listening to dot com running love, myself in the ground. I love that idea. I love that idea. That would be cool. Yeah. I like it too. I think it'd be pretty cool. Can and honestly, the rest day? of it, yeah, what are you going to do? Could you actually do that? I, feel like I, I, I don't think you can. He would have to go on a long walk or something. Like, I feel like you couldn't take a rest yeah. day. Well, now that my daughter's getting more into CrossFit and she's getting older, like, I just feel like I would be able to devote something to, like, okay, this is my rest day. I'm going to devote my two hours of training to doing something, to training her, doing whatever she wants to do. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. You're a good All right, thank you, dude. All right, guys. Talk to you guys later. Later. Uh, thank you. I don't later. know if you guys are following this FTX story. Uh, this is a pretty fucking crazy story, if it's true. <laughs> nice. I found church. That's... She works at Midwestern University. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Caleb, you are awesome. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful. Oh, my... Beautiful woman, Trace. Wow. Yeah, that's Fuck, a nice. That's that's Wait, a nice what, what school hair. is it? Let's narrow this down. Scroll up real quick again. Midwestern University. Okay, so I think we're narrowing it in on where Trish is. So Maryland <laughs> Kent, thank you for being a part of the show, Miss Maryland. That's cool. I would, yeah, I that's and that's brave of you to use your real picture. Catfished, especially since you are in a um in a what I'm assuming is a woke university. She's the president and chief executive officer. Baller. No, 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 no. Oh, oh. She's part of the board of trustees now. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Uh, so this, the way this FTX story goes, it sounds exactly like BLM. I do not know what the facts are here. Uh, someone needs to call in and, and tell me the story. But basically what happened was that the money that was going to the Ukraine was then being funneled into this cryptocurrency. And then that cryptocurrency was funneling it back into the Democratic Party. You mean it was a scam? <laughs> Have you heard that? Have you heard this story? No. Hey, I, yeah. I put a I put a link to it. Susan, will you will you pull it up? It's it's in it's in your um it's in your text. Here's what's crazy: the story's on fucking Bloomberg. It doesn't get any more left than that. I sent it to you this morning in your text. I think. Let me see. Let me see. A bunch of people have been sending me this story. I but but when you see a story about the left in the left, uh, uh, didn't I send it to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So here, check this out. This is just a little piece of it, but it is a crazy story. Uh, Audrey, duh, everyone knew Ukraine was a money laundering scam. Ten percent for the big guy. Okay, let's see. Whoa. Holy shit, did you know that FTX balance sheets had a line called Trump lose? The architect of the largest crypto bank bankruptcy in history was without exaggeration an out-in-the-open money laundering Democrat operative, and not one regulator caught it. They still aren't going to catch it. They're not going to do anything. Do we want to play the video? Jeez Louise. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Play the video. Go ahead. It's not the video that blows me away here. It's the fact that it's on Bloomberg. I just can't even – I can't fucking believe it. Just out in the open. About. You know, on the balance sheet of FTX is a line called Trump Lose. And Sam was the second biggest donor to Democratic candidates. I'm gonna leave it to everybody else to draw their own conclusions about what you're saying here. Of course you those are. are. Those are really, really ugly facts look, when you see look how uncomfortable the host is. Out and you find he's he's so scared were there to prevent it. He's so scared. That's a really, really tough story. We could talk for quite a while about FTX. You Sadly, sure could. We don't have it. So I have to finish it. Oh, no, no. All of us are worried about. You know, the uh, Bruce, I bought uh, $1,600 worth of crypto like a year ago, and it's now down to $300. Don't tell my mom. So fucking embarrassed. Hopefully it wasn't the race off the show. I sent it to my friend who got me into crypto, and he's like, oh, the growth opportunities are huge. <laughs> Put another 16 in. It's on sale. Uh, Audrey, so many crimes against humanity in the last two years, my friend. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's go down to – this one's nuts. Look at 239. You, you cannot make this shit up. This is – the country of Australia – which uh, had the uh, three or four months ago, or maybe five months ago now, was having the biggest outbreak of COVID in the history of all COVID outbreaks two years after um, it was supposedly gone. And we told you that that was going to happen on this show because uh, they did quarantines. And there's two things that you never, ever, ever, ever done and have never been done in the history of mankind. You never quarantine the healthy and you never uh, launch a vaccine during the middle of a pandemic. None of the other pandemics in the history of mankind ever launched a vaccine during the pandemic. Everyone knows you don't do it. There's a scientific reason for that. 
don't know if scientific is the right word. There's a practical reason for that. When you start inoculating, and by the way, I know someone's going to be like, no, no, they did launch that vaccine only for the elderly if it had ever been done before. Uh, is that the Instagram account? No, you, there is no 239. This is oh, 139. It's, it's got... You, it stops at 151 on my email that you sent me. Son of a bitch. You must have been so happy. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, well, 139 talks about it a little bit, so... That's how much. That's how much COVID should I have? Look, I, I just resend it to you. Two thirty nine. The reason why you don't deploy a vaccine during the middle of an ep- a, a pandemic is because you need you can never get herd immunity through the vaccine. And be like, no, Sivan, that's the point of it. No, actually, that's not. And you can look it up. You can go to the CDC website. You can go WHO. You can look wherever you want. When you deploy the vaccine in the middle of a pandemic, you will never get herd immunity. It's not on this one. I don't know what's going on with your notes. Some classic examples where you can dig in are the fed, the measles outbreak they had a couple of years ago at Disneyland. Look at the ratio of the people who had the vaccine who got measles versus those who didn't. Start looking there. Start looking at when they deployed the polio vaccine relative to the number of sick people there were in the United States with polio. Same with measles. You do not deploy the vaccine during the outbreak. And uh, basically what's happened here in Australia is that they've realized um, what, what everyone on this show has realized for a long time, that the cure was doing more harm than the disease. And here we go. Australian government says the risk of myocarditis from a COVID booster might be great. Might be. <laughs> this is even flawed thinking, which is crazy. The Australian government says the risk of myocarditis from a COVID booster might be greater than COVID itself. Who cares if it might be greater? If even one healthy person died from this, how, how, how do you justify it? So, to, to say when the average age of death was 80 years old? Okay, COVID might be greater than COVID itself, so it won't allow people under 30 to get a fourth vaccine. They're going to not allow people in Australia under 30 to get the booster. That's how bad they know it is. Not that it's your choice. They're not going to allow it. Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, California, they've deployed the fifth the fifth shot already, which I believe is the third booster. If you go to the next article, I want to read something uh, very scary. This is from um, – and, and you can find this in any news outlet in Australia. You can just type in whatever you want into Google, Australia stopping booster. I just can't believe it's Australia who's doing this. I thought that they would just like prick their citizens to their death. Well, Meanwhile, in the United States, you can't even come into this country unless you have the unless you have the death jab. Okay, scroll down a little bit. Keep uh, okay. Here, hold on. Uh, a thirty-year-old who gets COVID is probably not going to get into any trouble with with it, as opposed to a sixty to seventy-year-old. Professor Chang said, "Shit, correlate. If it has been a long time since an older person got their last dose, then we start to worry." He added. Vaccinations are beneficial and protective even for younger people, but the more doses you get, the less benefit you derive from them, and then we start to worry about causing side effects. How the fuck is that a sentence? (laughs) Vaccinations are beneficial. I'm reading into it and assuming he's talking about the COVID-19 vaccination and protective even for young people. 
But but the more doses you get, the less benefit you derive from them. No, and then you start to worry about. I mean, that's not that that is a fucking nightmare. That needs to be opened up and be like, what the fuck did you just say? Because you know how many so many people are going to read into that and be like, oh, two doses is the perfect amount. Then, well, yeah, it's written that way, so you could they could kind of tell you the truth, but not the whole truth. You know, you could oh, soften my goodness. it. You could soften it. It's nuts. The primary goal of the vaccination program is to minimize the risk of severe disease, including hospitalization and death. If you think that that's true, you are fucking crazy. The primary goal of the vaccination program is to make money. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with the lying. By the way, some of the comments I've seen in fucking on, on YouTube, these fucking idiots, they write stuff like, Sevon thinks that the uh, the COVID's a hoax. <laughs> no, I actually, I, I, I think it's perfectly real. Any, I, think, yeah. I think a lot of people are getting really rich off it. I think it's perfectly real. I think there's no hoax uh, at, 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 at all. I think the whole thing is... Uh, people will spend 40 hours compiling out of context clips rather than spend one hour listening to a whole show to realize that their whole shit is unraveled. Right. Even if they did listen to a whole show, they wouldn't take in any of it. Two, uh, thank you, Mr. Butter. Uh, Two thirty-eight. Um, yeah. How, like, I, 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 today I'm probably going to pick up some trash when I go to the skate park. <laughs> but I also love the fact that there's a guy on our show named Dick Butter. I, 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 these are these are the mysteries of my mind. These are the mysteries of my mind. Okay, uh, two thirty eight. So this is this is fascinating. This is Angela Jolie's daughter, and oh, her daughter's name. Her daughter's name used to be John, but not anymore. Here we go. Action. So this is floating around in the news. I just want to say how awesome it is that Shiloh went by John for years and now she's Shiloh again. No one chopped off her body parts. No one took out her uterus. No one gave her puberty blockers. And no one is saying anything now that she's changed her mind and decided to be feminine again. Thank God no one chopped off her parts. So the part is that I hear a kid in the background yeah. in this video. And that I'm so glad that there's that that there's women like this, I mean, that that have kids. Like, thank you, fuck, thank you. That's a uh, from a site that's called the Redheaded Libertarian. Interesting. I think Angela Angelina Jolie cut off her breast as a preemptive because of her fear of breast cancer. Is that true? Hmm. I don't think so. I know you. I know you want to think it's not true. Don't make. Don't don't make me look it up. <laughs> yeah, you offended Caleb with that comment. What? You what's just it? Ruined what, Laura Croft for me. What's it? What's it called? Uh, Angel. Mastectomy. Jolie. No, no, not. Uh, what's it called? A mastectomy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Melissa says it is true. I'm yeah, she, she had Angelina Jolie did a prophylactic. Uh, I love the way they call it a prophylactic. Angelina Jolie was so scared that she was going to get breast cancer because of something she saw in a DNA test that she cut her titties off. That's the way I say it. That's, uh, this is, 
this is the way they say it. Angelina Jolie's prophylactic mastectomy, a difficult decision. Oh, well, that's nice that it's a difficult decision. Well, maybe she had a history of it in her family or something like that. Dude. But if you don't have any symptoms, you don't need to do anything about it. What, what do you think is more dangerous? The trauma it puts to your body to cut your titties off? Or anyway, I'm not going to fuck you, Sousa. Whatever. You're a good dude, dude Sousa. I'm getting you guys going. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> just We're never going to do anything just because. Just because. Like, did hey, she paint, like. Hey, when my car is on a quarter take of gas, I fill it up. Didn't need to. Preemptively did it because if I'm driving down the road and I get to run out of gas, I'm not going to run out of gas. Oh, my God. When I'm having a a good day, I go under my car and punch a hole in my gas tank with a screwdriver to preemptively (laughs) fuck my day up. Yeah, when I'm having a good day, I go find a mirror and I throw it and shatter it all across the road. So I have. You you guys seem to be harboring some anger, and I'm going to encourage you to draw more awareness rather than – I just stare at this fucking close-up shot of myself all day. That's why I'm pissed. I've already gotten used to it. I like it. Great. Thank you. Uh, Okay. Uh, um, Here we go. Uh, Spin, eight minutes. What's this? I I like to see everything JR says. JR types more than he talks when he's on the show. Yeah, this is weird. Okay. uh, Look at – this is 237. This is called Tard Talk. Tard Talk. I want you to, these are two clips. This is, and these are adults doing this. And this is why kids shouldn't have cell phones because they're going to do much worse stuff than this. This is an adult saying this. Listen to this. Here we go. And most commonly is caused just by periods, women with heavy periods. But if you're a man or a woman whose periods have stopped, it can be through, and most commonly is caused just by periods, women with heavy periods. But if you're a man or a woman, so what this lady is saying if you're a man or a woman who's had periods she's basically talking about something about when when your when your menses stop and she doesn't she can't just say when your menses stop and we all know that she's talking about women she has to make sure she includes if you're a man or a woman whose menses have stopped okay so that's what she that's what this woman is saying and 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 it was like i saw i saw this comment the other day from this lady wrote on uh social media somewhere she said i'm a nurse and i haven't been trained on how to get um to to birth a baby from a man where do i take those classes and she's being facetious right she's like it's such bullshit like why haven't they started teaching that in medical school because it's because it's not true they haven't they don't teach veterinarians how to take care of bigfoot or dragons either do you know why because we haven't caught them yet (laughs) yes yes (laughs) Maybe they should just in case. It's just batshit crazy. But play the next clip. This is the same lady. This is the same lady you're about to see now. Excellent. It's, uh, and it's a statistic that I think should be shouted from the rooftops. Is that um, after 12 days from the first vaccination of the AstraZeneca vaccine, you are 100% effective against hospitalization and death. So, you know, those are the statistics we need to be hearing. And yes, we, why so, haven't we heard that yeah. before? <laughs> no. Well, here I am. <laughs> well, here I am. <laughs> For those of you who don't understand that, it is by far from 100% effective from hospitalization and death. Nowhere well, near. Vaccinated for anthrax, then anthrax is ineffective to me. For me, to me, mm-hmm. unless you're having a heavy flowing period, there, Caleb. Hey, j- just so you know, there is no there is no 100 percent in that. Also, if they deploy 
millions of vaccines, people are just going to die no matter what. You just have to know that. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Someone's going to have an allergic reaction. A needle's going to break off and someone, someone's going to get sepsis. Someone's going to like, it's guaranteed. You cannot deploy millions of vaccines and there not be deaths. That's just. And do you know who is going to die? Their favorite tagline, the most vulnerable and marginalized populations. Mm-hmm. And D D and what, what are the other words? The irony of it all. And I, I, with those clips on Instagram, do they get like a fact checker on the? Um, oh no, name? they don't get a. Those don't get a fact checker. Oh, it's not. So it must be Good, true, that's right? A, that's yeah. a great question. It's not misinformation. I thought we got in trouble for misinformation because it's it on, it on Twitter. It's harmful to some communities. Do you guys see that there's a handful of companies that left uh, Twitter as Elon Musk purchased it? It was like huh. it was like Volkswagen, like uh, Pfizer, uh, and there was some like fashion company, and they're all like, "We're we we're off Twitter because Elon owns it." I'm like, "A fucking course you are." Of course you're you get are. Exposed massively, and you have of course you not are. daddy tech overlords there helping you out. And why don't we? All of a sudden, everybody has a blue check mark. Now that Who I does? Everybody's got a fucking blue check mark in Twitter now because you have to pay like eight dollars and eight dollars, eight dollars, eight dollars. Pay it. So anyone can get it if you pay. You don't have to be valid. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Elon's way of like trying to put more money back into the company or something. Or destroy Twitter. No, I don't think. I, I think. Uh, I don't think he wants that. No. I bet. Uh, yeah. I think Twitter will be more valuable later than not. Uh, so, so it's I saw this thing on Patrick Bed David's podcast and it was completely true uh, with me. Um, basically, when, when I was a Democrat, uh, Republicans were always nice to me and always, 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 none of them hated me. All of them were nice to me. Libertarians were nice to me. But if you're, but if you're a, if you're a, Dem, if you're a Republican or a Libertarian, Democrats fucking hate you. There's no, there's no peace in that party. Uh, that two, two thirty six, two thirty six. You're not allowed to have a, a differing opinion or thought. Otherwise, you become very quickly the enemy. But they love attack. is love. It's love just is a, love. It's just attack. So this is fascinating. This is uh, JFK's words are prophetic, and he absolutely 100% nails it. Um, here we go. Action. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret society, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Solon 
decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. But I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. Confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. Hey, that sounds like the most conspiracy. That came from the king of Democrats, and it's the most conspiracy sounding shit I've ever fucking heard on the fucking Internet. That's up there with the fucking earth is fucking flat and the Illuminati's and Jews shooting lasers out of their eyes. And you know what's fascinating? That fucking guy was killed. And the line in there is dissenters are punished and silenced. And yet you still vote Democrat. But Stefan, the Republicans aren't any better. It doesn't matter right now. It does not matter right now. It is crazy. Isn't that nuts that JFK gave that speech? You think that's real? Is there any party that's like, wait a second, that was just uh, AI? I always try to think that first, especially if it confirms something that I believe. It's intense, right? That's some intense shit he just said. That's like the kind of shit if I said to like my Democrat friends, they'd be like, you're fucking crazy. I didn't say it. Kennedy said it. (laughs) I mean, that's all that's like all fucking secret. He said secret societies. Dead. You see that comedian that was like, uh, he was like, I hate people that say none of the conspiracy theories are true. And he's like, none of them. Out of all yeah, of them, yeah, none of them are yeah, true. Yeah. And then he goes, once I became a dad, you know how many conspiracy theories I spin around my kids as we're trying to like get away or like, you know, do stuff. And he's like, so you mean to tell me that the government's out there and there's not one that's true? I find that hard to believe. Plus, dude, all, they all end up being true. That's what's fucking freaking everyone out. Well, it goes back to what you said earlier. If you say something that might, um, uh, you know, be counter to what I believe, then it's so much easier for me to just, oh, get your tinfoil hat on. Hey, it is. I know. Now I just labeled you and everybody. just We could just not pay attention to what you said because I've labeled you rather than actually take your argument and then have a discussion about it. Just label you and move on. It it was scary for me to make the switch. Um, Like to, to let go of some of the thoughts that I had and to not only scary, but, um, like like really scary like almost nauseating it didn't last long you know like 10 minutes a pop but 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 there'd be moments where i'd be like feel like the, i was losing my my feet from underneath me as i realized that as the veil kind of came up maybe that's not even a good maybe that's the one maybe it's more like just ideas that i had were just so wrong the guy who tweeted that we had him on the podcast a while back say that again the guy who tweeted that he was on the podcast like oh. last year, December oh, who, last year. Who was it? Oh, oh, Ultra. oh yeah, yeah. We're oh, trying yeah. to get him back on. Yeah, Dude, awesome. he was just mugged. Did you see that? He tweeted. He, yeah, he was just mugged. Oh, Where is he at right now? Is he in the UK still, or is he in the I, US? Uh, I don't know. We got to ask. But I told him in California. In California, that's not a crime as long as you had less than nine hundred fifty bucks in your wallet. Fucking <laughs> weird, but true. What number was that, Caleb? That we just played. I want to erase it. Uh, 236. Oh. And so you have to wonder, why are these organizations silencing people? God, I saw this. Someone sent me a clip of this dumb fuck on Rogan the other day. I wish Rogan would have put the smack down on him. He's talking about building a truth council and who would be on that council to determine uh, what's true or not. Gosh. It's like, dude, do you, do you, 
you realize there is no truth in consensus. A you truth fucking truth counsel. Ding dong. <laughs> we have. He's like, we have to have a place where truth is stored. Ah, uh, shut the fuck up. It's called fucking logic, math, predictive value. I just saw. It. I think it's a recent one. I'm just. It's. It's. All, all these clips are popping up. The guy looks like Burns from The Simpsons, like a young Burns. <laughs> How you, you could tell that you you haven't really like deeply thought about something because that's like a surface level. Like, oh yeah, that'd be good. We have a truth council, and then they sort it out for us. And now I don't need to think for myself. I could just refer to the truth council, and then nobody goes, well, who makes up the truth council? And then what happens if things change? It's kind of like it's kind of like the teachers' union. Uh, Ministry of Truth, uh, 1984, Jack Buchanan. That's why they all don't change how. Why were you scared? Because it goes back to what I was saying before. It's it, it's a part of your identity. It's it, um, If you feel like the ground comes out from underneath you when you realize your husband's a fucking pedophile. <laughs> you, and, so, and, so, and so you'd rather keep letting kids get fucking molested instead of facing the fact that your husband's a pedophile. And, and that's how the vast majority of people on this planet live. Imagine this. Now nah, I don't want to go there because it, someone will. It, it gets too far weird out there. But but <laughs> but that's all around us. That's all around us. People refusing to see shit because they would they because it's so scary changing your perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe that was a rhetorical question too. How I, I don't mean to be lecturing you. Maybe it was a rhetorical question. Why? Uh, um, truth cancel council sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah. Heidi gets it. Uh, yeah, I was born. I was born in the United States. I think I think Magnus referred to me as a female co-host earlier in the show. He, he doesn't <laughs> care. Call him what you want. I, I think that's the guy who when had, my wife like, doesn't come home late from work. I call Sousa and say, we, we play my wife. No problem, buddy. Executive producer. I do it all. Whatever you need, buddy. All right, let me talk. Got you. I got you. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Caleb. I think that's the guy that was he ordered some of our shirts to his hotel room because he lives in europe somewhere and so when he was coming to the states for some event he ordered some of our shirts to be sent to his hotel to be ready for him when he got there no oh, what a good oh, dude that's awesome magnus trust the science um okay uh by the way uh i think the broken science website is up so if anyone who's interested in in, in seeing what greg glassman's up to these days you should go over to that website bro the broken science uh website uh, let's see, uh, 241 American speaking of identity and this, I, this, I really liked, uh, Christine, uh, Christine young, uh, kettlebells and cocktails were super nice to Sousa and not so much to Sevon. That's the, uh, meme guys, uh, thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. You'll never be Japanese. When you become an American, you're an American, because it's not a, it's, it's not an ethnicity, it's an idea. You can live your whole life in Japan. You become a Japanese citizen, but you'll never be Japanese. When you become an American, you're an American, because it's not a, it's, it's not an ethnicity, it's an idea. I wish someone would tell I'm going to share that with someone today. I want to never forget that being an American is an idea. I've heard David talked about that a little bit. 
Say that again. Ago. He did. Patrick Ben David talked about it a little bit. He said something about how there's no such thing as like the Iranian dream or the the German dream or the British dream. Like it's the American dream, and that's the one that everybody strives for is for the American dream. You're not mm-hmm. striving for like the Russian dream or the Chinese dream. It's the American dream is the only one people want. But now it's crazy because the American dream is being spun as like oppressive and racist. And- and, and just so you know, for people who don't live here, it's so doable here. I don't know how it is. Like, you, there's so much wealth here. If you're a 17-year-old boy and you have any skills, you can play the flute, you can draw, you can just go out and buy a fucking car and go from corner to corner and play music, draw and sell your pictures, perform juggling acts, you can raise money, and you can live this dream of a fucking life and search this whole entire continent, and people will leave you alone as long as you you stay out of the fucking major cities and which is 99% of this fucking country. And you can find a girlfriend to do it with you. And then eventually 10 years of practice of that, you'll become the best flutist in the world or the best drawer. You'll have a little website. You'll be saved up enough money. You'll buy a house. The dream is here and alive. Mm-hmm. You can make it a goal today. I want to work at 100 McDonald's in the next 300 days. And you can make a documentary about it while living in your fucking car. There's a documentary called um, uh, Craigslist Joe that was made like 10 years ago. And this guy just for goes on Craigslist and basically asks people if he can stay with them and live with them. And he travels around like that. The dream here is strong and so accessible. There's so much money. There's so much sharing. There's so many good people. It's such a great place. It's such a good place to experience freedom as a young man or a young woman, to get out there and do your thing. If you, especially if you stay away from the, 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 the I don't know if debauchery is the right word, but the path, the path of the, the, the path less walked is still the dominant path in the United States. The path most chosen, there's only like five. There's thousands of options if you want to go the path less walked here. Millions. There's endless possibility for someone who has a little bit of creativity and their youth and some freedom. And actually, you don't even need your youth. You just need you just need the mindset of being free and taking a little risk, and it's here. You don't, well, have, now, to worry. You don't have to worry. Well, well, there's, a, there's a culture now that's trying to tear that down, right? Like yeah. That's kind of like the, where do you think that originates from? If you were to well, I think it's all. I think it's always been here. I think people just want to choose the path. You know, I mean, here's the here's the most obvious one, right? It's the one our parents grew up with, and it's the one that they pushed onto us so fucking hard that they almost broke us. And maybe they did. Uh, go to school, uh, gr- graduate, go to college, get married, get a thirty year mortgage, and um, and lock you're it done. down. Yeah, lock it down. Uh, it, 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 here's the here's the thing. I would go places like I went to all these fucking really poor countries and I would meet people and they would talk about how great it is in America. And I would think to myself and it would be hard to tell them this because the thing they don't have the abundance we have. So like you never have to go hungry in the United States. You never have to go without clothes as long as you're not addicted to fucking heroin and you're stuck in New York City just in the dregs. Hey, even then you have a better life than some of the people on right. the planet. Like even then. But the vast – what they don't understand is that the vast majority of their of the people in the United States have given away their freedoms for a 30-year mortgage. Mm-hmm. Well, that that was the – And, the and I'm not saying it's bad, but, but it's what they've done. Yeah. And um, – oh, okay. Yeah, this is a good one. Was that – was that 
I saw this yesterday. Where I saw this yesterday. This is great. This is a dude wearing a UPS shirt shirt, and it says, "My first paycheck in America." This man is elated as he receives his first paycheck in America. On the page, he and his wife manage uh, Mimi Cuba. They write. There are no words to describe how proud I am of your courage to enter a country and a culture that is not yours. This content is a mini documentary, not only for us, but for dedicated to the many immigrants who sacrifice everything to film what we just filmed. My dad did this. My dad came to this country at 18 years old. My dad was born and raised in a 10 by 10 concrete cubicle with, with uh, his nine or 10 brothers and sisters and his mom and dad. 10 by 10 concrete cinder block cubicle no bathroom no running water everything was outside and he came to this country at 18 19 years old did all the fucked up jobs tow truck uh, forklift operator you know those deck all that kind of stuff security guard met my mom Got money from my mom's parents to start a small business. Go figure, my dad's Middle Eastern. He opened a wine and cheese and liquor store. That's weird. Worked his ass off. Can you imagine how scary that would be? That sounds scary as shit. Are we playing this, Caleb? Do you want me to? Sure, we'll play a little bit. Yeah. Grammy, okay. Grammy, okay. Grammy. Okay. Oh my God! Mexico. Look at the taxes. I prefer this. I prefer this than Fidel. And then you lose your job in 2021 because you won't take the vax and have two years left on your mortgage and have to refinance it back to 20 years. You are a slave to mortgages. Holy mm. shit. Mm. Yeah, with complete loss of gratitude. Yeah, that's really what it is. I can't say I was super stoked when I started working for the moving company and got my first paycheck, but it was cool. I was just like, this fucking job sucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard work. That's hard work. You live in a huh? communist country. Yeah. See, and then it all puts it in perspective, and then I feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. 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 Being an American's like a mindset. So, it's, 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 what did he say? Being an American is a idea. Idea. It's an idea. Live the idea. Um, 240. If you got the injection, you are the study. That is what was being said. That was part of the conspiracy theory. Now you now we all know it was true. If you got the injection, you were part of the study. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's 100% secure. Pfizer and Pfizer uh, acknowledges it today or last week. Pfizer and Moderna launched trials to track whether the health issues arise years after getting their COVID vaccines. You are the trial. The firms will track people who suffered adverse effects from the shots. Hey, dude, they have, they've hired the, the, the fox are now taking care of the hens. It's so <laughs> crazy. I like this okay, comment by uh, Mark Moss here. Uh, expect nothing, appreciate everything. 
God, I expect so much from this podcast. I expect <sighs> expectations is just setting you up for failure. Yeah. No right. expectations. You just hard so. work. Just hard work. I am not afraid of emotional pain. Manage the expectations. Uh, 235. It's funny. Last week I told Suzo I was going to stay completely away from COVID and I'm already back. 235. I wasn't uh, going to say anything. But <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and Sean M says, and you can't sue them. Well, kind of. You kind of can. But if you win, the taxpayers pay the money. It's, it's, it's really a bizarre. <laughs> Do you know that? That's how it is. So the taxpayers put all this money into a fund. So that when you do sue them, um, we pay it out. It, it, it's God. It's just. It's like the worst kind of. People are worried about the stuff that I say on the internet. You're paying. Just okay. Uh, this is a nurse speaking out. Action. And if being a nurse means that I have to just sit back and be quiet and watch other babies get jabbed with different substances um, and I have to be quiet when I find out that 22 of them died in the month of August at one hospital and that it's very likely that all of those mothers were vaccinated because that's been the pattern over the last year and a half. All these babies that are dying, all these babies that have these new health problems that no one's really seen before, all the echoes that are done on these babies because something's up with their heart. Um, breathing issues, NICU, all this stuff. These have all been increased. So it's not right. So if being a nurse means that I don't get to save my own mother, I don't get to save babies, and I have to sit back and be quiet while people are doing things that are evil, then I don't want to work there. No amount of money can make me inject toy poisons into a baby. And if as a mother, if you don't get that disgusting feeling when someone tells you I have to inject this toxic substance into your baby and you don't shout at the top of your lungs to stop, you really need a wake-up call. Probably. Uh, and so just so you know, uh, I, I thought my wife was absolutely nuts when she told me that we weren't going to get our kids vaccinated. And I, it took me a long time to get the wake up call. And so I, I do have empathy for people who I, 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 part of me is proud to say I made the journey and part of me, it's, it's, it's quite uh, embarrassing. Um, but if you, if you do decide to have kids, uh, there's a book called dissolving illusions. There's lots of materials out there. You can even go straight to the CDC website and do the research yourself. You can go on there. And so the, some of the places I started is like, you know, they say they talk, talk, go look up how many people died from measles in the 10 years prior to the measles vaccine. Look up how many kids died from polio prior to the year or two prior to the vaccine coming out, start just doing research on why the numbers declined so quickly, even before the vaccine come out, came out. Uh, look about uh, you can look at how people are getting measles and polio today. The, the I think it, it is now uh, the majority of people who do get polio. It, I believe it now has left on planet Earth. It's being induced by uh, vaccines, not from the wild. So there, there's stuff out there you can see. And it's a very creative uh, narrative that they've spun. Uh, and it's been going on for years and it's hard to break out of. And that's why they call people they call them things like anti-vaxxers or crazy or, uh, or negligent or not doing their part for society. But as you dig into it, ask, keep asking questions, keep doing the math 
and you will you will get there. Uh, you will get there. Uh, Jessica uh, Rivera, did anyone see that video that Lady Beth made about Sevon? He needs our support. I I, I talk with Souza about this um, this video. I I'll give you my two cents on it now that we're I think we're getting. Oh, we're sorry. Shit, we are at the end of the show. <laughs> it went by so fast. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a really well put together video. It's, it's, she spent a lot of work in it. I thought about um, cutting out all of her commentary and putting in my own commentary, just because I like wow, she took a lot of effort to choose all of these clips. It is one hundred percent. Everything was taken out of uh, context. She opens the video by saying she is mentally ill. Uh, she later on says that she insinuates things. And then she also said in the comments, I've read all the comments five times. Uh, and she said that, um, uh, and, and I'm quite tickled by it actually. Um, and she also says in there that she, uh, t- she admits she took things out of context. It, it is pretty, it is pretty weird thing. Uh, it is a weird thing that someone writes oh, on. <laughs> it is a weird thing that someone writes on a video, the, the most toxic man in CrossFit, uh, you know, the day after I have Scott Schweitzer on or something like that, or Kim or just whatever. Um, there, every single thing is taken out of context. I just, I can just give you, uh, um, uh, one in particular. I, I can give you, I can give you all of them that, and that's what I thought it would be funny to take all the clips and just go through and explain them all. But I'll tell you why I, we've decided not to do it or talk about it in a second. But for example, it says she brings up the Stacy Tovar thing about me asking Stacy about birth control. And we all know that that ended up being a huge help to women everywhere. And Stacy went on to say, yeah, she wished she would have never taken the birth control and that, uh, the women who got off of birth control uh, had a significantly better performance who were CrossFit games athletes. So while she is demanding that you guys and the world hate me and she demands like people don't, you know, come on my show or whatever, because I ask creepy, gross questions, uh, the only people that have benefited from it are, are women. So it's, and she doesn't say that, right? Um, she says that there was a, uh, when I had Brooke Entz on the show, I took a tagline from a Drake song where he says he likes his women so thick that it makes everyone uncomfortable when they walk <laughs> in the room. And I chose that line because I believe that line, once women realize that they're, they get liberated, that it, that, that it's not you. That's the problem. It's that other people are uncomfortable. And Brooke Entz actually took that six months after I asked her that. And she told me she really liked it, that I brought that up in the podcast. And six months after uh, uh, she was on the podcast, she took that clip and she posted it on her Instagram somewhere. And uh, she said um, she really appreciated that, that that set her free, that that like gave her perspective or something. But but it was it, it was it was clearly like as a compliment and fuck everyone else. Um, and, uh, it, and it just goes on and on of taking things out of context and, and basically. So this whole show basically in the, in the theme of a lot of my live calling shows is that why do people do these types of things? What are they demanding? Why, why are, why are they demanding that people get angry at me to validate some, something that I said that hurt them or something where they want to play the victim, where they want to 
uh, have it uh, supported by the community. I said something that upset her and, not, and, and instead of examining herself, she's demanding that the world be upset maybe with me too under this guise of supporting women. Maybe I'm way off base, but I, I feel like, and, and you all know this here, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I was raised basically predominantly by my mom and my sister. I saw my dad on the weekends and I never saw the world through the lens of woman or man. Like I didn't look at the world like that. And these women are preoccupied or these men are preoccupied with looking at the world entirely through women. So they get on a bus and they see the bus driver and they right away know whether it's a man or a woman, you know, and I just don't do that. I just see us kind of all as equals and I get it. They're preoccupied with looking for things to bolster their insecurities. I get it. It's their identity. The reason why I don't want to do it. I, um, is not because I don't want to give them attention. It's not because I don't want to give them views or clicks. I don't care about any of that. Like, like I don't want to do it because I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think my mom would like it. Me, my mom doesn't like me to be mean to people. And so, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to, it, it will come across mean. Will, and I'll and and I will have fun doing it too. And that was another thing I told Susan. The, the problem is, is that these people take this shit so seriously. And to me, it's a fucking utter like it's like an Andrew Dice Clay skit. I just want to go up there and just fucking go wild and rip my shirt off and like <laughs> like I want to lean into it even more. You know what I mean? I want to say, and and I just shouldn't do that. I have my I can I can be funny without. Um, without hurting those people. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Do you have anything you want to, and, and you know, and by the way, I, I really appreciate all the comments over there that everyone wrote, dude. I mean, it, 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 you guys were all civil. Um, you, you were, you, I mean, God, it, it was like, cause I appreciate you guys getting me. I appreciate, I, I so appreciate you guys getting me and getting what I'm doing and the fun I'm having. Um, there was the, the thing in there is like, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, do you have any thoughts on it, uh, Susa? You'd like to say? Uh, no, not really. I mean, not really. I think that uh, I just thought it was awesome all the comments that everybody said because it really shows that like everybody clearly gets uh, what you're doing, what we're doing here with the podcast, and everybody also knows too. Which is funny is that we make this platform open for all opinions and discussion. And it's, um, I don't, I don't want to say it's funny for a third time, but I just think that it's, uh, if they really had strong opinions about it and wanted to discuss it with you, the platform is, is open for them to come on the show, but those type of people won't sure. because they just want to be justified in their thoughts and the narrative that they're spinning in their head, but they don't actually want to sit down and solve any issues. They just want to demand everybody's offended. They want to demand that everybody thinks like them. They want to take small clippets of stuff to just be ambiguous in their speech. And I think that it's really cool that our audience here is enough of a, logical thinker to where they could really think and process stuff rather than just living in this subconscious undertone of just follow the narrative, listen to what they're saying, be offended at the drop of a hat and not really understand the total context first. So, uh, Caleb, any thoughts on the subject? And, and I asked Caleb, Matt, because they're forward facing on this show too. And so when you attack me, you're basically saying that everyone who listens to the show and all the people on the show are pieces of shit. And I get how cancel, cancel culture, culture works. And yeah. there's some athletes who've, who felt it already. Like I get it. You're and sponsored when, by Nike and you, you 
you're scared to death of me. I get and it. One other thing I would like to add real quick is earlier you started the show with talking about selflessness. And one thing that I really enjoy by working on this is the the platform that we use to really talk about and drive stories home and add value to the space. People are over there demanding that they be offended, demanding and calling out uh, audience members that we've had. And all we've really done is added a ton of value to the space by talking about transformational weight loss stories, encouraging people to take self-responsibility, giving a platform to affiliates to talk and to talk about their stories, giving the athletes the space in the platform to go deep so we could really understand them, their stories, how they came to be, rather than saying, "Eh, what's your favorite ice cream, right? (laughs) And and it frustrates me that they would do that. And then they would put pressure on other athletes um, or guests that may be coming on the show or may have been on the show in the past to take away that platform, because I don't see any of these other platforms adding value to the CrossFit space in the way that we are. No, they're taking, they're taking from the CrossFit space. They're taking, they want it to be smaller and you need to think like them. Uh, Caleb, any thoughts? You ever afraid that the MPs are going to come and drag you away? (laughs) No. Um, do they even have MPs? Do I even know what I'm saying? Did I sound did that sound yeah, like I know military the, shit? Okay. Just get you yeah, out. same, same, all the same. <laughs> um, they, it sounds like they just they consider themselves taking the high road, and I think taking the high road would be having that conversation with people that you disagree with, instead of just shutting them off and saying, "Hey, you guys, I don't agree with you. I think everything you're saying is ridiculous from your point of view over on the hill over there." Um, instead, it would be coming together between the two hills and having the discussion and saying, Hey, why do you, why do you think that way? Maybe I'm missing something, things like that. I just, it's, it's easy to just throw stones when you're a mile away and you don't even consider having the conversation with somebody that you disagree with. Yep. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if that, um, I mean, I'm asking the question that I already know the answer to, but that, that kind of behavior can't be good for your health either. Spending 40 hours, spending 40 hours, um, just hating on someone. Even though it was, I to be honest, I didn't even see it as hate. I was like, man, those are great clips. I've done some great shows. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny too that a lot of the, uh, the commentators on the show and stuff will say, well, I don't really watch much of his stuff. Oh, I've never seen all of it, but I got a really strong opinion and I'm righteous and now I'm angry, but I haven't taken yeah. the time to actually understand what I'm righteous or angry about. So anybody watching that should know that it's a half-baked idea and do not follow those people into the battlefield because you will be the first to die. Some of the stuff that she was saying too, like, oh, well, he's taken down some of his shows probably because of the backlash. I found those shows within 10 seconds on what my shows, own YouTube When channel. she said that, when she said that, how, yeah, I don't ever, I, ser- seriously, if, if for me to, I would never take down a show unless someone asked me to. There's and, only been one show. Yep. And, and then the other thing was, is I don't block people ever from anything unless like you, you just are just, uh, you come at me hard and uh, you're like, you basically just start name calling and then I go, and then I go to your account and you're private. <laughs> And, well, and, and then especially the if you have zero posts, then it's yeah. like, Hey, now you're just a troll, but I don't just, there was just all this shit in there. It was, it was, it was all lies. I couldn't find one thing that was true. I wanted to, uh, you're basically become the only podcast I listen to. You provide so much value to the CrossFit community and to the world in general. Thank you. Thanks, Lauren. 
and it's and cool. we've had we've had so many guests on the show, and we've talked about it in private, and you said it on here that we we do not want to bring guests on the show for gotcha questions. We have no intention of bringing people onto the show to make them look bad or any of that. We're giving you an open platform to discuss your your side, your experiences, and to lay out your ideas. That's it. I think every I think every I've said this before. I think every single person who's come on this show, except for OPT. And that shit went sideways <laughs> well, that was, a, yeah. at the very end. Just, a, I think every single person left looking better than when they came on the show. Everyone, like every single fucking person. I am never here to play got you. I'm never, I'm never, I'm, it, like the questions I'm asking, you know what someone wrote in the comments I saw too, that our entire show is scripted and planned out. Someone else wrote, oh yeah, they, <laughs> someone has to deal with the athletes handlers. We don't do it. None of that's true. We don't do, we don't deal with any <laughs> handlers or script anything or. And the thing is too, that also frustrates me is sometimes people will start. And I used to use this phrase a lot until I like thought through it a little bit more. It's like, well, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everything they say, but, and then kind of fill in the blank. Dude, who the fuck in the world do you agree with everything they say? Like, I don't, you know, you're not even going to agree with your wife on everything she says, right? There's always going to be an, oh, well, these communities might be harmed or offended. Of course, everybody's right. going to have some sort of confrontation when we're having a discussion. If right. Savon asks, hey, should we do X, Y, Z? And I say, no, I don't think we should. And these are opinions. And he goes, well, I think we should. Now there's a confrontation. That's a discussion. That's just the natural flow of... Uh, exchanging ideas. And if you're going to hold up a big idea, you need to be uh, able to expose it to rigorous discussion and debate to make sure that that idea actually holds its weight. And if you're not willing to put your idea out there to see if it holds its weight, to allow it to be attacked rigorously from multiple different angles, just to find out that if it is true, then it's not your, it's not really, it's not truth. It's not really a, a fully thought out well. idea. Then, then we go back to the fact that they're just doing it to to secure their own idea. Anyway, right. um, if you agree with everything your circle says, you're in an echo chamber and just want to hear your beliefs back to feel right and smart. Yep, that's and exactly smart. that. Yep, nailed it, Peter. Uh, I'd love, Audrey. I'd love to see Sevon stick to a script. <laughs> yeah, we can't okay. even get through these notes in two hours, <laughs> let alone a script. <laughs> uh, I want to finish the show with this, uh, a dear uh, Bill and Katie. Uh, it is uh, number uh, uh, 234, Dear Bill and Katie. I was wondering if you could build this uh, in my backyard. I think my boys um, would really like this. Someone built that. Go back. Go back. I would... Oh, dude, that's straight athletic. That would have killed me. I'd have thrown up right there. Oh my god, that's amazing. She took that like uh, a champ. Yeah, she stayed that's in the stayed in the race. Holy that's shit! That's a fucking Nebraska cornfield shit. Oh, it, it is, huh? They definitely put. They get that's got to be somewhere in the Midwest. Too much acreage, too much free time on their hand. They just sold a tractor and had an extra thousand bucks, and they built yeah, that thing. And those are like extra drainage thing. pipes they stole from like just they were left on the side of the road for ten years. So they put them. They drove. Yeah, hundred percent. Fucking brilliant. I, America. America. <laughs> it's an idea. American dream, right there. All right, guys. Love you guys. Uh, Patrick Clark tomorrow morning, seven a.m. We're gonna have a blast. I've never met Patrick. I'm really excited actually to meet him. Uh, Brandon Waddell, love you too, brother. 
Uh, Gravitron, does your podcast treat its guests and viewers with respect? If yes, then all is good and true. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. I mean, we're, we're nice, we're deep. That's another thing I'm proud of the show. I just will finish this. The show has depth to it. It has more depth to it than most any show I've ever seen on the internet. I can truly say that. And I'm so proud of the depth that this show brings and that it's not a surface show. All right. Love you guys. Boom. Oh, Travis is.